All right. Welcome back to Extra AI, your podcast series on AI and machine learning applications. This is episode number 74. And here we are diving deep into the ever-evolving world of AI. I'm your host, Raghu Banda. And today we are peeling back the layers of AI to explore its vast potential beyond just the realms of popular tools like ChatGPT. Joining us in this intellectually stimulating conversation is Praveen Nara, CEO and co-founder of Tech.us, a luminary in the field of advanced AI technologies. Have you ever wondered about the full spectrum of benefits AI can offer? Or how machine creativity is stepping beyond the traditional boundaries of machine learning? Well, if that is the case, you're in here for a treat. Praveen is here to enlighten us on these fascinating aspects. We will discuss how AI is not just a buzzword, but a powerful tool that's reshaping industries, enhancing human capabilities, and also opening doors to unprecedented innovations. But that's not all. We're also venturing into the integrating world of machine creativity. And let us see how also it offers or how it differs from an advanced beyond standard machine learning. Praveen will unravel this mystery, providing insights into how AI is not just learning patterns, but also creating and innovating in ways that were once thought to be exclusively human domains. So whether you are a tech enthusiast, an AI skeptic, or someone simply curious about the future of technology, this episode is tailored for you. Tune in as we delve into a discussion that promises to enlighten, challenge, and perhaps even change your perspective on the capabilities of AI. Welcome to the show, Praveen. We are thrilled to have you with us on Extra AI to share your expertise and vision. Let's dive right in. And to you all, the audience, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast, and we will get back with more details at the end of the conversation. All right, uh, welcome back to our uh, podcast series uh, from Extra AI. Today, I have an interesting conversation, and I have a guest, Mr. Praveen Nara, and we talk about the benefits of AI, not just ChatGPT. So that is that is where I think we are going to do a bit of a conversation today. And welcome on board, uh, Praveen. Can you tell me a bit of a background about how you are connected to the field of AI, specifically AI or generative AI? Any any few things about Great. you? Yeah, Raghu, thanks for having me. Uh, this is Praveen Nara, founder and CEO of TechDatas. And it's great to be here. Um, at Tech.us, we've been in business for over 23 years now, and we have successfully completed over 1,300 software projects. And some of the customers we served include NBC Sports, Synopsys, and Tony Robbins. And we also work with many startups and small to medium-sized businesses. And we've been doing AI for a long time before AI became cool. AI became mainstream in the last one year or so since the release of ChatGPT. But we've been doing AI for almost eight years now. Mm-hmm. And in our business, uh, we focused on not only just 
chat GPT related AI, but we also did AI long before, right? Deep learning, machine learning, et cetera. And in fact, we actually built an AI-based chatbot for a multi-billion dollar healthcare company over five years ago. Mm. And they're a very popular healthcare company and you definitely know their name. Your audience would know their name as well. And we also built dozens of other AI-based systems from healthcare to data analytics and computer vision and several other use cases. Beautiful, beautiful. That's amazing to know that you have been in this field for quite some time and you have already been working on these AI chatbots. I'm pretty sure our, will, our audience will have an interesting conversation and interesting insights from you. Before, you. before uh, delving into the uh, conversation, I try to ease our audience by asking my guests uh, any particular example, a personal or a professional example of how you see the current trends or the current scenarios compared to what it was in the past, influence of AI, without even realizing that AI is influencing the things that you are doing. Uh, yeah, in, definitely. Like, yeah, so um, I can actually talk about the past past. <laughs> um, I've actually done AI um, AI courses over 30 years ago in college. And while the term AI itself was already coined by then, we didn't even call it AI uh, back when I did the courses. The two courses I did are pattern recognition and image processing. And those were very basic back then. Um, pattern recognition, for example, was very simple rule-based algorithms and you know using linear classifiers. Today with deep learning and CNNs and RNNs, uh, pattern recognition can do a lot more. So today, as we can see, AI is being used in AI assistants uh, from Alexis of the world, Google Homes of the world, uh, to Facebook and Google algorithms. So without even knowing we are interacting and we are being fed information from these social media and search algorithms and facial recognition, autonomous vehicles, and many people drive Teslas and even in other vehicles that don't call themselves self-driving cars, you actually have AI that is embedded into them. And of course, in medical diagnosis and language translation, et cetera. So AI is embedded into our day-to-day -day lives a lot more than people realize. Beautiful. I completely echo with your thoughts and with your, uh, 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 with your statement that AI is embedded into many of these things that we do not even recognize. Of course, Teslas of the world, we definitely know there's a lot of AI, but there are a lot of auto manufacturers out there without even realizing we have been using some of the features that are already AI-driven or provide insights through AI. Beautiful. Any upcoming AI advancements that in the current world that you have uh, been particularly interested or intrigued before we take a break and come back into the real media of our conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the key things uh, that you will see is AI is moving from machine learning to machine creativity. And people are very familiar with the concepts of machine learning, deep learning, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. So these are technologies about ingesting large volumes of data so that machines can learn from data and then 
make sense of the data, like make predictions and create new insights from the data that were not possible before, right? And now we are moving into an area era of machine creativity. And if you think about it, like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Iva, right? ChatGPT, everybody knows, right? It creates text-based answers based on your prompts. MidJourney right. creates images based on your prompts. And Iva is a music composer. It creates music from text prompts, right? right. So this is just the beginning, right? There are already machine creativity tools that are transforming the way people create things. For example, IBM Chef Watson can create mm -hmm. unique recipes that never existed before following our flavor profiles and nutritional requirements of people, right? And AI is also being used in new drug discovery and uh, some things that were not just possible by using traditional ways of discovery, right? So um, I believe there are many, many use cases for machine creativity that mm -hmm. are just unlimited. And we are just in the beginning of seeing that impact and the world will be transformed in the ways that we can't fully imagine at this time. Right, right. Now that's a great point that you have brought, uh, right? Like uh, we are where we are and the whole world is moving from the learning aspect or the machine learning aspect to the creativity aspect, which is where, yes, you have learned a lot. Now, how are you creating additional stuff based out of the information that you have, the data that you have and what you learn and how you can, and it's a beautiful example that you have quoted, right? Like the IBM Chef Batson, how you can create additional recipes. And these are the things that uh, I know we are just scratching the surface, but there's a lot more to unpack. Thanks for that yeah. uh, detailed uh, overview. And uh, uh, and let's uh, take a quick break and maybe come back and then go into the real meetup conversation. Yeah, sounds great. All right, so let's get back on our uh, uh, podcast conversation with uh, Praveen. So Praveen, um, before we get into the, I know you gave a very good uh, overview about how we are journeying from a machine learning aspect to the creativity aspect and how uh, there is there are these lot of different uh, tools out there and how you could generate uh, interesting information. But now, taking that aspect, I would like to delve a bit into how AI, I know you have been working with, uh, like you said, you've been working with a lot of companies and a lot of big firms and smaller firms out there. In your experience, how do you see AI transforming these different enterprises and consumer businesses? Sure. So, I believe that many enterprises are sitting on a gold mine and previously, they didn't know how to mine it. Um, yes, they have started analyzing uh, some of this data using machine learning, et cetera, recently. But if you think about it, from the time big data became popular in the 2000s, right? Many mm -hmm. enterprises started gathering vast amounts of data, but a lot of that data was unstructured. So what do you do with it, right? Because mm -hmm. having data is great, but it's not useful until you analyze it. And the analysis itself is not useful 
until you create actionable insights from it. And enterprises will benefit greatly when they execute on those actionable insights to make a difference, not only for their customers, but also to their employees and their partners. And AI is now capable of not only analyzing and creating insights from that goldmine of data, but the enterprises can now create products and solutions from those insights that wasn't possible earlier because of machine creativity that is now possible, right? And in addition to that, enterprises can use AI to improve efficiencies in their businesses by automating mundane tasks that were manually done before that can now be done with AI better, faster, and cheaper, and potentially more accurately. So that, that's on the enterprise side of things. And if you think about on the consumer side of things, I expect a lot more personalized customer experiences being created. So think about the email blasts that you receive from many businesses, for instance, right? In most cases, everyone on their email list gets the same email blast, right? So instead, imagine an email being personalized to you based on where you are in your customer journey with that business. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? What are your preferences? And what are the products and features that would actually serve you best? And also using the tonality that would most resonate to you, right? That would be a win for the business because now they can engage you better. But it's also a win for you because you have a great customer experience. You are being helped to choose what you need and what you need to buy rather than selling what they want to sell to you, right? So I think there are huge opportunities uh, using AI, both for enterprises as well as consumer behavior, uh, consumer businesses that can actually serve the end users. Beautiful. Uh, I I echo with your thoughts, and I believe uh, you brought the right aspect about how the enterprises are now, where they're sitting on the gold mine of information, analyzing that, using the creativity, creating the products, and when we talk about the consumer side of the things, how you could create these personalized recommendations or personalized usage or experiences. Now, taking that a bit further, I understand that in your interactions with the customers, you see that, and now the current AI innovations, whether it is the with the generative AI innovations using these huge large language models, what are those few things that are realistically important or interesting for you or your customers? One of the things that we are very excited about is AI augmented software development. Um, there are already tools like GitHub Copilot and ChatGPT that people are using to generate software code. But we are eagerly looking forward to seeing what Gemini, Google's Gemini has to bring to the table. Um, these tools can augment software development by creating test cases and things like that. While they can write small pieces of code, uh, they can be relied on to build complex intertwined piece of code uh, where one module is relying on information from the other module, et cetera. And uh, there's a joke in our software community, uh, without Copilot, 
a developer writes code for two hours and then debugs it for six hours. Whereas those who use Copilot write code in 10 minutes and then take 24 hours to debug it. <laughs> so um, that's not most efficient, but that will change, right? AI right. generators will become better, smarter, and we are really excited to see how we can utilize those tools to make our business more efficient, but also serve our customers to bring them uh, cutting edge technology and building it faster, cheaper, and serve them better. Beautiful. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Now, interpreting that, I believe, yes, there is this huge uh, push for using all these different generative AI technologies or how we can take it further and build better products. Uh, I would like to take one step back and in your interactions, what do you feel or what do you see are the typical challenges that are faced when you talk to these uh, customers or uh, the businesses? Uh, and why do you think that is a problem before even getting into the aspect of AI or generating AI? So th there are two main problems I see customers facing repeatedly, right? Number one, they think they don't have enough data. And they used to be right. Just a couple of years ago, people needed vast amounts of data to train machine learning models. But recently, there have been huge advances in AI that enable businesses to take advantage of AI with limited amounts of data, right? For instance, uh, there's something called transfer learning. Mm -hmm. It's a technique where it allows you to taking a model trained on a large data set and fine tuning it for a specific, often much smaller data set. For example, a model uh, that is trained on vast general data set of images could be fine-tuned to recognize specific types of images with a much smaller data set. So that's one way of doing it. There's another cutting edge area of ML called few short learning. I don't want to go too technical here, uh, mm -hmm. but few short learning allows training machine learning models with very little data. And it's designed to generalize from small data sets effectively. So um, there are other things like, for example, we can augment existing data by creating synthetic data to supplement real data sets, uh, essentially in situations where businesses either don't have large volumes of data or mm -hmm. collecting real world data becomes difficult or sensitive, right? So th that's one major problem that I see customers facing. And the second problem is lack of AI expertise in many companies, because truly like, like the AI skill gap is a real issue, right? Um, AI isn't just about coding algorithms, right? It's about um, involving a blend of technical and domain uh, specific expertise, uh, finding individuals who understand both the intricacies of machine learning but also the nuances of a particular industry is a big challenge and expansive for these businesses, right? So building top-notch AI is um, not just one person's job, right? It's like assembling a dream team. Uh, mm -hmm. You need ML engineers uh, to uh, build machine learning models. You need data engineers to handle large volumes of data, and you need project managers to keep everything on track and domain expertise experts who really understand the problem you're solving, right? So that, that's a lot of hats for one person to wear. So 
that's where our clients love um, what we do and what we bring to the table. And they find us very effective and cost efficient because we bring all these skills under one roof. And in many cases, you need some of these skills only part-time. So right. it doesn't make um, a lot of sense to bring full-time talent for every skill. So um, yeah, our, our clients love it because hiring us means you get a ready-made team of experts each a master in their own domain, but working together to make their AI dreams a reality. It's like kind of like having their own AI dream team without the headache of assembling a large team piece by piece and paying for it with an arm and a leg because it's so expensive to um, hire a machine learning team nowadays. Right, right. Now, beautiful. I believe uh, you have highlighted some of the pillars of AI that I keep talking about, people, processes, and technologies with the underlying aspects of data, that how it is important. And you rightfully, you mentioned that you see various challenges with the customers and the enterprises about how do you create or how do you use the data or how do you create this additional data. And then of course, the biggest challenge nowadays is with the people, right? Like how do you get the AI expertise. I know people are all talking about AI and AI awareness, but again, how do you make it, that dream a reality? You very well art, uh, articulated that saying that, hey, you have to train your people well and then take them to the aspects of how do you build into these products using the right technologies. Uh, I know you've talked about this, uh, and of course, uh, you have uh, some interesting clients and interesting projects that you have been working. I know, do you want to briefly talk about your uh, uh, experience uh, landing clients like uh, Tony Robbins and some Fortune 500 companies? Maybe you can give a quick background about Tony Robbins and then talk about it. Sure. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, most of our business comes from word of mouth because people love what we do and they're willing to refer other businesses to us. Um, as they say, um, birds of the same feather flock together, right? So mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and business executives are part of a, a great tech community and they want to help each other by referring businesses and getting referrals of tech experts who actually can deliver. So um, I would say uh, it's all about RRR, three R's, right? It's, mm -hmm. you know, results relationships and reliability. And when you provide these three R's, the fourth R automatically follows, which is referrals, right? Um, so yeah, we, we feel uh, blessed to uh, work with uh, clients like Tony Robbins. Um, I was part of a uh, community that he built. Uh, I attended uh, seminars and he learned that we built uh, technology. So uh, he hired us and um, he was super impressed with a uh, how quickly we built a mobile app for him. And then I was privileged to launch it for his clients and uh, was invited to share stage, uh, not only with him, but with other billionaires and got to share stage with two presidents of the United States. So it's pure blessing to have clients like this. But more importantly, what really fulfills me is people who are serving a lot of people, right? When you serve them, you amplify the impact of the technology that you build, right? So when you serve a company that can serve millions of people, uh, you amplify your impact. So I, I purely feel uh, blessed and privileged to have clients like that. Beautiful. I, I really appreciate uh, your uh, 
explanation of providing the concepts around how you're getting these uh, bigger clients and how you're landing these kind of clients. And I like the aspect of uh, explaining the three R's, right? Like the results, relationships, and uh, reliability and how it lands the fourth R. Uh, and Maybe um, I would like now uh, get into a bit of a background about tech, tech.us, right? Like, uh, could you provide our audience an overview about what is tech.us? How is tech.us able to retain these kind of clients over two decades? And what do you guys do? Sure. Um, like I said, uh, we've been in business for over 23 years now have successfully completed over 1300 software projects and uh, working clients like we just talked about is a pure blessing, right? Uh, while we do work with multi-billion dollar companies, our core target clients are either growth startups or small to medium-sized businesses. Um, and some of these clients have stayed with us for a long time and we feel uh, it's a privilege. Um, for example, we had one client who has been with us for 21 years now, right? Mm -hmm. um, another client has been with us for over 17 years and uh, several customers for many, many years. And if you think about it, right, in the last 21 years, we've seen a lot. We've seen a dot-com bubble. <laughs> uh, right. We've seen a 2008 crisis. Uh, we've seen a pandemic. And your clients go through many challenges and many ups and downs during uh, such times. Sometimes it doesn't even make business or, or economic sense to continue serving them when they cannot pay you, for instance, or significantly want discounts. Uh, but when your clients are going through a genuine uh, struggle and you put their needs ahead of mm -hmm. yours, they notice and they never forget. And when you consider them a true partner and serve them through thick and thin, they stick with you for life and they don't want to leave you, right? So I think that's what made us retain some of these customers for such a long time. Um, so that's uh, to answer your question about how we retain people for a long time. And to give you a little bit of background about um, what uh, we've been doing, mm -hmm. um, we um, have been on the cutting edge of uh, things for many, many years. Uh, initially, we started with web apps when web apps were cutting edge, right. right, 20 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. We evolved into mobile apps. And now, of course, a significant portion of what we do is artificial intelligence. And um, we've been doing AI for several years now. And um, so we are kind of like the real AI experts, not somebody who uh, uses ChartGPT and calls themselves an AI expert, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, you know, it's unfortunate um, that there are some people, uh, some fake AI gurus out there, and I hear horror stories of people getting burned. Um, so people need to be careful about who they listen to, who they hire. Uh, for instance, I've seen some people who I know uh, who are not real technical, they don't have real technical background, uh, but they became Bitcoin expert when right. expert when, uh, crypto became popular. And when crypto crashed, they became NFT experts. And when that crashed, now they call themselves AI experts, right? <laughs> um, 
I, I can understand how people want to benefit from a hot technology, but the problem that concerns me is when gullible entrepreneurs and business owners rely on these fake experts, they not only lose time and money, but they also miss out on huge opportunities. So um, it's important for entrepreneurs and business executives to follow the right experts uh, and do the right thing because the opportunities are boundless for AI. And I would really love to see businesses benefit from that. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thanks for uh, laying out that uh, complete uh, vision and the background of technologies. Any um, example that you could or you would like to quote, you don't need to talk about the names of the customers or anything for confidentiality purposes, but could you highlight an example about how you used these different technologies in a particular customer scenario and help them achieve these better outcomes. Maybe you can take uh, one of your uh, uh, interesting example or a favorite example that you would like to quote. Sure. So when, when we think of AI or any technology for that matter, we truly believe that it should serve a business's true needs and goals, right? AI first strategy is great, but mm -hmm. it should also put uh, people first and be built in a way where it's people-focused, right? So we look at um, what are the challenges and desires and opportunities that exist for a business and then ev evaluate if and how AI or any other technology can help solve those challenges for them and work with them closely to help achieve those goals. Uh, for instance, we built AI uh, for uh, healthcare startups um, as well as for a multi-billion dollar healthcare provider, like I mentioned. And we built a, multiple AI models that can assist in predicting diseases from simple cell phone pictures. Um, mm -hmm. We don't want to call it an AI disease diagnosis tool mm -hmm. because that would require FDA approvals, et cetera. Um, wow. While we didn't peer uh, test these things in our controlled internal testing um, our, that, that our team did, uh, they were able to achieve up to 98% accuracy, whereas many doctors would uh, struggle to score even 70%, right? So these are like incredible technologies that um, people can use in their day-to-day uh, -day lives. We also built AI uh, that can mm -hmm. solve uh, simple real-world problems, even in industries that uh, people would think are completely non-tech industries. Um, for instance, we work with a construction material recycling yard. You know, that's probably as non-tech as it gets, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is a company that facilitates recovery and reuse of uh, waste construction materials. Essentially, trucks come to drop off and uh, pick up construction waste material, right? So uh, the more trucks pass through the facility, the more money they make. But mm -hmm. we consulted with them we found that they were still doing a lot of things manually. When a truck comes wow. in, a person walks out uh, with a notepad, talks to the uh, truck driver, takes notes on the notepad, uh, what client they're with, if they have an account, et cetera, go into the office, validate if their client's account is all set, um, if they have payment methods, et cetera, and go back to let the truck through, right? Not, not the most efficient. So what we did is, we built an iPad app that allows them to take a picture of the truck and mm -hmm. AI automatically recognizes the license plate, reads it, validates it. It checks which client this truck belongs to, if it belongs to a client. And 
if they already have an account, if the payment method is in place, and all of this happens automatically. So with click of a button, you're now able to do what was taking several minutes. And mm-hmm. so if you think about it, right, using a technology like that improves not only the f- efficiency, but directly impacts both the top line and the bottom line. Um, because the more vehicles pass through the yard, the more money they make, right? So um, our clients find such services where we look at what are their ne- real needs. Well, it doesn't matter whether it's high-tech business or low-tech business. Can technology solve their problem? And if it can, how can you help them achieve that goal? Beautiful. I completely agree with what you said. And I, I uh, understand these different industries, the examples that you quoted in these two different industries uh, coming across the spectrum and how you could realistically help employ AI or utilize AI for better business outcomes. And I also like the aspect of what you mentioned, right? If and how uh, the companies have to use. It is very important that in some scenarios, if you have to use AI, because in some scenarios you could just give them a solution, maybe it's a rule-based solution or whatever. So I think these are the things which might make uh, better outcomes for the customers and understand their uh, use cases in detail and then provide the solutions. Yeah, um, you're, you're absolutely right, Raghu. Like many times, especially last year, we had mm-hmm. so many customers come to us and they want to build AI, right? When we really talk to them and understand what their needs are, they don't really need an AI. They cannot really build an AI with uh, mm-hmm. lack of data and whatever that reasons may be. What they need is an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Right. Right. Excel spreadsheet can solve your problem. So why do you need an AI for that, right? Yeah, you had to first start building your data. And like you rightfully mentioned, like first build your data, do the analysis, and then maybe a future in a few uh, years down the lane, then you will have the capability to build here. But I know there is this uh, buzz out there and everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and try to create. Uh, but at the end of the day, you do not want to burn more costs than you make and how you can uh, build or provide better, uh, achieve better outcomes. So a leading question here for me uh, would be, uh, Praveen, I know uh, a lot of the audience would also be interested because we keep uh, talking about uh, the hallucinations aspect or the uh, aspect of uh, the predictions that you make. I know you use different technologies and different tools, when you are providing your services, how do you evaluate the effectiveness of the solution that you're providing, whether it is with the healthcare customer or the other customer, or maybe any any customer? Any any thoughts that you would provide uh, for the audience? Sure, absolutely. It, it all boils down to what the business's needs and goals are, right? You, you need to find that out first. And once you find that out, you figure out what are the key performance indicators through which you're able to measure that impact. Because if you don't know what the needs are, you would not have the right KPIs. So it's important to choose those right KPIs and then have the right um, tracking tools uh, to be installed in the right places so that you measure them. And sometimes it takes multiple tweaks, right? So you don't go like, okay, I'm going to build a solution. I built a solution, I launched it. Oh my God, I did not achieve my KPIs. So I'm going to just give up. That doesn't work, right? So 
what you need to do, do is to really figure out, okay, if your KPI was not achieved, don't expect it to be achieved, you know, the first time every single round, figure out what is working well, what is not working well, and what do you need to tweak to help you get closer to that KPI? And so we believe in agile software development, and we also build, believe in multiple smaller steps. And by taking multiple smaller steps, it gives you multiple opportunities to course correct so that you're going in the right direction. When I was consulting at Microsoft many, many years ago, we used to you obviously follow waterfall method 20 years ago. Um, and so the requirements for software used to be finalized years in advance, but that's not the case anymore, right? The world is changing so quickly that you need to course correct continuously. Think about before ChatGPT came, there are certain things that people thought would take several years that were possible in just a few months. Generative AI completely transformed it. And you will see that, um, that, that capability accelerate in the coming years. Right, right. You rightfully mentioned about, I like the aspect about uh, how these incremental updates or uh, how fast you, you, you fail fast and then uh, reproduce the uh, results and then you kind of uh, doing this iterative fashion and then achieve the results better. That's the, that's the, that's the great way of how you uh, measure your outcomes and reach closer to your KPIs. Now, uh, coming to the interesting question, or I would say the, the key uh, million dollar question or the billion dollar question that I call from our extra AI, for our extra AI audience. I know there is a lot of competition out there and a lot of things going on out there. How do you differentiate yourself, your, your, or yourself from the competition out there? And maybe it can also be some kind of a guidance to the audience there. Sure, absolutely. So I consider our company to be a tech engine that runs businesses. So we essentially transform traditional businesses to become AI and tech powerhouses that can make them a lot more competitive and more valuable for themselves, their customers, and their investors. And we're not just a software development company. There are many mm -hmm. software development companies out there. Um, what we are is a true partner in helping businesses leverage AI and technology to solve their challenges and achieving their desires and goals. Um, I truly believe many clients are just sitting on a gold mine of value that they don't realize, or they're leaving a lot of money on the table because um, either they don't know that that value exists or they don't know what technology cannot uh, you know, do for them, can or cannot do for them, right? You just don't know what you don't know. So we go in and uh, it's kind of like marking an X on a treasure map and saying, dig here for gold. Right, we are able to narrow down and identify opportunities that sometimes the business owners can't realize themselves, um, because you know, some for many entrepreneurs, technology can be really complex. So we go in, we unearth those opportunities and help them monetize it. So that I would say is our unique, uh, unique ability. Like we create, we become the tech engine that runs these businesses. Beautiful. I like the uh, 
the word or the aspect of tech engine as a partner to make you achieve your outcomes or achieve your goals uh, in this fast-paced fast -paced world. Beautiful. I know we are coming to the end of the podcast. Uh, um, any uh, key takeaways that you would like to suggest or closing remarks for our audience and maybe any wisdom with your uh, interactions with these different businesses and consumers and the fast-changing AI world? Well, I think everybody understands um, that AI offers a huge once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So if you missed out on the dot-com boom or mobile boom, uh, this is an opportunity for you, right? Um, as Sundar Pichai rightly said, AI is the new electricity, right? Just like if you think about the way we are communicating, um, over Zoom, right? right. Uh, this computer wouldn't be here. The lights wouldn't be here. The camera wouldn't work. The internet wouldn't work without electricity, right? So AI is going to be ingrained in every business, in most of the business processes like we use electricity today. Uh, think about any uh, an industry, uh, a business saying, you know what, I'm not going to use electricity, right? They're going to fall behind, right? So AI is going to be like that. So it's a time for you to take advantage of it. Chat GPT is just not even like scratching surface. I believe there are many people who use Chat GPT thinking that they are using AI, which is great. But what I also believe is, think about when electricity first came, um, came in, right? Imagine there is a town that has, let's say a thousand businesses. Imagine only one business had electricity, right? That would be a competitive advantage, right? You you turn on your light so you are able to extend the uh, amount of time you are able to run your business. People would be delighted to have lights in the night and they would flock mm -hmm. to do business with you. But the minute everybody gets those that electricity, everybody is able to turn on lights, that's not your competitive advantage anymore because now that is commoditized. Chat GPT is already commoditized. Bard and Gemini, whatever the case may be, will be uh, commoditized, right? So the way you really um, leverage this kind of an industrial, fourth industrial revolution is mm -hmm. by thinking about, you know, instead of just using ChatGPT like everybody else is using, how can I use it to build something new, add more value to my target audience? So going back to the electricity time, if everybody was just turning on lights, imagine you became the GE uh, or the whirlpool of the world. You figured out, you know, people have trouble washing dishes, washing clothes. So I'm going to build a dishwasher, cloth washer. I'm going to build a fridge, right? So now you build a multi-billion dollar business and that is possible with artificial intelligence. So you can create multi-billion and potentially trillion dollar companies with artificial intelligence. So uh, it's a huge opportunity. Um, I encourage everybody to get on the bandwagon and uh, you know take a piece of your pie. <laughs> um, and feel free to contact us at tech.us for a free consultation on how you can leverage AI to achieve your 2024 goals and beyond. Um, in the past, we offered uh, such free consultation and one person said they got $5 million worth of ideas with that consultation uh, to implement in, in, in their business. 
And another entrepreneur said he got $20 million worth of ideas. And I'm not just saying it for the sake of it. I actually have their video testimonials, right? So um, whether you work with us or whether you work with somebody else, please don't miss this opportunity right. um, and, and talk to us. You can reach out to us at tech.us, uh, fill in a form. You can mention that uh, you were referred by Extra AI um, podcast and Raghubanda, for instance, and you will get a free no obligation consultation. And I hope to see you on the other side. Beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 analogy that you have provided, uh, Praveen, about uh, and how you, you, you were able to elaborate that analogy from taking the electricity analogy into AI and understanding of making the audience uh, take it to the next step and uh, thanks for that uh, uh, recommendation or uh, thanks for that uh, uh, free guidance uh, uh, providing some uh, wisdom and thoughts into that and we'll we'll, uh, we'll stay connected and of course uh, we'll, we'll try to get you back uh, onto our podcast again and we'll talk a bit more in future about uh, your other interesting uh, projects that you are also working on and thanks awesome. for your time. Raghu, uh, great have, speaking on this uh, podcast and look forward to another time. As we wrap up this insightful episode 74 of Extra AI, I would first like to extend a heartfelt thank you to our distinguished guest, Mr. Praveen Nara, CEO and co-founder of Tech.us. Praveen, your expertise and deep dive into the expansive benefits of AI beyond the realms of popular tools like ChatGPT and the fascinating world of AI and machine creativity have been incredibly enlightening. Your contributions have undoubtedly enriched our understanding and appreciation of AI's potential. And to our dedicated audience at Extra AI, your curiosity and engagement are the lifeblood of this podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey of exploration and discovery in the AI landscape. Your enthusiasm and support make these conversations both possible and immensely rewarding. And as always, I'll be tagging the message on LinkedIn and you could reach out to Mr. Praveen Nara directly. And as Mr. Praveen Nara has mentioned, the initial converse consultation will be a complimentary thing as long as you mention the extra AI podcast or Raghubanda from LinkedIn. And then you will get your first initial conversation as a complimentary free uh, from uh, Mr. Praveen Nara. As always, you can find many more interesting episodes uh, at our Extra AI podcast series, whether you go to extraai.com or any podcasting platform. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on my LinkedIn profile, Raghu Banda, or on my Twitter handle, RK Banda, or the X handle, RK Banda. Alternatively, you could also reach out to me and send many more requests and, uh, on my Extra AI website. And now a special announcement for our listeners. Stay tuned for our next episode, which is not just another episode or chapter in our series, but marks a milestone for our extra AI. We are celebrating our Diamond Jubilee episode 
Yes, it's our 75th episode. It's going to be a special edition, and we promise to bring you an extraordinary conversation that befits this landmark occasion. So keep your ears perked and your minds open as we continue to bring you more fascinating discussions and conversations with the leading minds in AI. Until next time, thank you once again for tuning in and don't forget to join us for the Diamond Jubilee episode of Extra AI. It's going to be a celebration of knowledge, insights, and the wonders of AI. See you there. Happy in the future with AI technologies. Thank you and bye-bye now. This is your host, Raghu Banda, signing out.